0: Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio, featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 All-Star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex.
1: So Tex, before we get rocking, anything new going on? Plenty. I mean, Lax
0: is almost over, so I got free time to... I don't know. Get writing, or pick up a new skill, or archery, or piano. Uh, what would you think about going down to that black rifle uh, archery challenge? I mean, that enlightening, eye-opening as usual. With, I mean, summer strong. You always run into those dudes where you're like,
1: okay, I don't have it that hard. Yeah, no, that knock TV thing. Um, that guy is uh, puts on those archery challenges. Pretty amazing. Bird invited invited me to go. There's one I think in Park City, and then also in Big Sky. So -hmm. I guess they do these all over. Uh, I got to pull up the dates, but um, it's something that I should be more involved in. I mean, I do shoot a bow. Uh, You know, my stuff's more for hunting, but um, you know, setting up 3D targets and creating almost a course here would be super easy to do. I was like, you know, we got that pasture over there that I've never managed. It's got that big fallen oak, and I was like, man, I wonder if we could set up a bunch of 3D targets. I mean, that's a cool project. Just add that to the the list of projects. Speaking of projects, um, I didn't get to train yesterday, did my Monday shadow sets right before this, and absolutely fucking smashed myself. So hit my set. Oh. Hello. Oh, yeah, there we go. Check. Sorry on the technical difficulties. But, uh, dude, so I go in to do it. I know uh, I dropped the kids off at school had like an hour, so I came in, hit the bike, hit the hamstrings, did all my prep work, uh, supersetted the cabs in my warm warmup um, on the back squat. Uh, I was using the Kabuki bar, so loaded it up, hit you know 135, 225, 275, 315, threw on 365, just figured, hey, you know what, I'll jump in at 405, and I'll see how that is, and if that one's hard, then I'll go up. Uh, <laughs> I fucking- <laughs> If that one's hard, I'll go up. Yeah. So my my goal was to try to hit like I was thinking like four forty five, four fifty five, somewhere in there. I fucking <laughs> hit the four hundred five, nail ten, put it away, jump in, uh, grab a heavy dumbbell, hit like a set of twelve on the Bulgarian split squat, drop the the uh, or was it um drop the dumbbell, get like fifteen more reps, just body weight, switch legs, do it, and was absolutely fucking shot. Like I was like. Like I'm like feeling like that, like stars are going off, like that uh, um, endorphin response where Uh I was like, I don't know if I'm going to puke, cry, smile, or laugh. Oh, that yeah, that rep max feeling. Oh my god! And um, I looked at the watch and I was like, man, it's like nine thirty, and we got the podcast we got to do at ten. So I was like, man, uh, one set is good today. Well, how do you like that that body weight?
0: So traditional. So I've been virtual coaching. Our next caller for our next one, Sweet. Chris Luke, I love it. but how you paired it up on that accessory shadow, uh, for example, it would be the heavy S dumbbell, Bulgarian split squat shadow set. All right, right, left, then calf raises. Do you want, or do you like the, all right, shadow set for the Bulgarian split squat into body weight, Bulgarian split squat and double blow your load?
1: Yeah. So uh, this week, I mean, we had a two-week acclimation phase on Jack Street where I was trying to get people to figure out, like, what a max rep set was, what they could hit for 10. So I was just trying to give people, just to get on paper. You know, if we're sighting in a rifle and, you know, I bore sight it and I take a shot, I just need to get on paper, and then I can start making adjustments. So that two weeks was just getting on paper. Now, that third week, I was really toying with it. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to throw two sets at them with a drop set uh, where we do, you know, bilateral max rep, eight to 10 reps heavy on the back squat then immediately head over and then do a unilateral Bulgarian split squat because you can truly go to failure mm-hmm. on those type of movements. Um, you could go to failure on a back squat, but you're going to have to put it on the uh, on the pins or have spotters and there's a yeah, whole we bunch of stuff.
0: Exper- seeing that through the virtual client execute this and I mean, I like the dumbbells. It's similar to the French contrast approach because
1: we can safely bail, yeah. dump, and... I mean, in a perfect world, what you'd end up having is like uh, a leg press, right? And God for knows, I mean, if, you know, there's, I don't really believe that you can build athletes with a leg press because there's no balance component, but I think in terms of just like adding, you can build egos, we can build egos and a lot of thigh meat, Uh, or you can also use a pit shark or a Bulgarian or a uh, um, West Side belt squat if you really wanted to. Uh, We've been using the Kabuki bar because um, one, it's just fucking hard. Uh, so I figured I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to blast this first set. I'm going to get over there. I'm going to knock this out and I'll have time to, you know, kind of rally. And I'm not kidding you, dude. Like I legitimately hit that set of 10, probably had a few more in the tank. Um, knew I could have got more, went right over and then just figured like I, I grabbed that heavy, uh, heavy dumbbell and I just started going and I got to the point where, like, I couldn't get out of the bottom on the last one, dropped it, and then just finished with body weight and was able to get another 10 reps. And then, like, switched and did it again. And I'm not kidding you. Like, it was I'm, – I'm glad I was by myself uh, and you guys <laughs> weren't you cried? there. Uh, dude, I was like, holy hell. Like, um, you know, the two-week acclimation phase building up, like, you hit, like, a heavy set of 10 and then you get your max rep set. And some people were like staying at the same weight and getting 14, 15. So I put a caveat on there. Hey, if you get X amount, add weight to the bar. Because I'm trying to get people in the 8 to 10 rep range. But I think a lot of people really fail with like hitting that. So the safeguard I put in this week was the Bulgarian split squat drop set with the dumbbell to body weight. Because I knew even if they sandbagged a little bit on the back squat, that would just lay a you know, macho man, Randy Savage, you know, hell yeah, you know, smack to the chest. And, uh, so yeah, yesterday was, was, uh, you know, kind of a rough day for us and I wasn't able to actually get in and train. So, uh, doing this today and I was like, had this entire game plan and all I'm thinking is I'm just like having this like, you know, heaving chest and seeing my heart pop out. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, man, Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I like had this plan. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna get my two sets. All of a sudden, I'm looking. I'm like, I'm gonna need longer than five minutes to recover on this. Uh-huh. And if I had probably sandbagged the the Bulgarian split squat and the other piece, I probably would have had enough time to be able to recover. But I just fucking decided to try to smash that and, you know, set a heavy heavy set of dumbbells, man, on those Bulgarian split squats. When you hit that bottom, dude, it's like holy shit.
0: So I answered this question live on our feeds and. How I had Chris Luke do it was he hammered right leg only. Yeah. And then as much as he could, hit the shadow set, fail, then drop the weights. Yep. And I gave him 15 seconds to just shake it out to get back to the other leg. People were asking,
1: you know, should uh, I do... There's no wrong way to do it. Okay. so That's, That was the question. So I purposely didn't put it specific in there because I was interested to see how people interpreted it and how they did it. The way I did it was I was like on my left leg the dumbbells got my max rep set dropped the dumbbells and just kept going and then caught my breath picked them back up and then did the other leg instead of trying and i know people did it both ways is there a right way no is there a wrong way no well you're gonna fail either way your grip fails or your legs but that's the that's the key um i what was strange is i didn't feel that my grip was failing worse than my front leg was and actually You know, and when you guys do the Bulgarian split squat, don't sit back on your back leg. Try to get that knee over the toe and drive forward Mm -hmm. and get a ton of positive shin angle drives way more uh, stress into the quad. So it was just funny, man. I was like looking at my watch and I'm like, ah, I got like 30, 25 minutes. I got to get down and change and hopefully not puke. So I'm like, um, all right. I totally blew myself. So I totally shot that load. Uh, like you seen arrested development. Uh, uh.
0: Oh well, I'm sure some listeners out there have Dave Cross, comedian, aims to join the Blue Man Crew. Oh, interesting. And he he's a failed actor. It's a whole whole bit throughout the whole series. But then he paints himself blue as like I love it. Trying to act the part. And he just says, "Well, I blew myself."
1: Ah, I get it. Yes, B L U E. Yeah, no, it's uh. Man, the well, shadow sets. Uh, I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited for back day uh, with the Yates rows and some Yates deadlifts. So I'm pretty excited on that piece. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna have to. Or right, I had to break up some stuff, so I will have to kind of play a little bit of you know Russian roulette on some of the other movements. But the the heavy back emphasis day is gonna lay the the big time hurt on people. I'm excited for that. Oh
0: yeah. Well, we have. A shadow-related question. Oh, bring from it from the hotline. Awesome. So perfect timing. This is an interesting topic, and we got in. I got some notes for us to drop in. But okay. you ready? Bring it. Hey there, power athlete guys. Uh, this is Spud again. This is my third or eighth question. I don't know. You guys never play them, but I'm following the shadow cycle. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm just, I got summer coming up. I got this bachelor party in mid-June, and I need to be the most jacked dude there. So how do I eat while well, I'm doing this cycle to make sure I'm the most jacked guy June 21st? Can you guys please help me? Um I don't really have much else going for me beyond being lean, so I really need to stand out. All these guys have great personalities. I really appreciate your help. Bye. Happy
1: 420, guys. What's so weird is he works in a pet store. You can hear all the birds chirping in the background. I mean, Hmm. he obviously works in a pet store. Yes, Bud McKenzie. Our pets. Heads are falling off. Great line from Dumb and Dumber. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to let you in on a little industry secret that nobody on the internet will tell you. Paige Hathaway will not tell you this. Mike Rashid will not tell you this. Uh, uh, All these other people that have their 30-day, you know, join me. Ryan Fisher's. Uh, You know, earn your carbs, which he actually stole from me as that was the part of my talk at the CrossFit football seminar was called earn your carbs. Uh And so now he has the earn yourself carb challenge, which is cool. I'm glad he's crushing it. But here, all these fitness influencers, the one thing they don't want to tell you is that the training doesn't change whether you're trying to put on some size or you're trying to lean out. The training is constant. It has to be constant training you have to bang heavy weights and so instead of looking for these bulking and leaning and all this other bullshit uh you know to quote louis simmons if you want to master kung fu the training has to be severe if you want to get big and strong you have to train with intensity and how you manipulate your calories is going to base or is going to decide your outcome years ago And we'll tell you, we'll we'll go back into the annals of power athlete history. We did a little thing called 22 Jack Street, which was the program that actually launched this program, which is, you know, one of the biggest programs on Train Heroic with millions and billions and billions of people. And in that program, I had a theory. It was 22 weeks. Everybody was going to do the exact same program, but everybody got to select a different outcome. Gain 10% of body weight or lose 10% of body weight. Yep. And uh, I was caloric restriction doing the training, um, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes of some aerobic work, five days a week, eating in a caloric deficit, high protein. That's another industry secret that the, nobody wants you to know that if you eat a high protein diet while lifting weights and doing some form of aerobic work. Now, uh, I'm sure Instagrammers around the world are trying to convince people that cardio, you know, there's that dipshit on uh, YouTube that has those commercials. It's like cardio doesn't burn fat, it burns oh, calories. Yeah. Well, he's paid fucking for th- I paid for a subscription to YouTube so I could not listen to this guy anymore. Okay, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Targeted marketing. He's a fucking massive douche. Um, you know, some fucking dude walking around with a, you know, fucking selfie. He's probably dropping a million dollars a day in those retargeting ads. So click on that shit and run his fucking bank account down. Um, <laughs> but in it, he's kind of right. Uh, what aerobic work does is help you get into a caloric deficit by burning calories. And as long as you're eating a high-protein diet, 0.8 to a gram, even up to a gram and a half of protein per pound of body weight, eating a high-protein diet in caloric restriction, now how you get to caloric restriction, you can either starve your fucking self or you can do some basic aerobic work, build a big aerobic base and get there that way, and then you eat in a caloric restriction and you bang heavy weights. Now, here's my caveat. If you are eating in a caloric restriction and trying to lean out, your results in terms of your intensity and your numbers are not going to be as intense, as dramatic, as if you were fucking casting stones to the wind and eating like there's no tomorrow. Now, if all of a sudden you're like, hey, I want to eat a high-protein diet in a caloric surplus, okay, and I'm going to do this, then you're giving yourself the fuel to be able to push the training. I think what you have to do is you have to, readjust your intended outcome based upon calorie consumption if you know uh, our 420 you know bird clerk uh, <laughs> wants to get jacked he's gonna have to get into a caloric restriction eat a high protein uh, high protein diet and he's gonna have to go in and slay the training now is he going to you know fucking hit 500 for a set of 10 I don't know I mean if he was you know, not restricting calories, forcing them down, going in hard, drinking a coffee, howling at the moon. You know, watching the program the night before and fucking seat at the table, putting his helmet uh, head through the glass. Um, you know, his legitimate drop sets. I mean, he's going to be well fueled for those. So I think the problem is that people don't readjust, they don't re- recalibrate, and think, okay, um, you know, I have a you know basal metabolic rate of. You know 2300 calories let's say and uh you know i'm eating 2800 and i'm training and i monitor calories and i'm you know eating x amount of protein and i'm training into a deficit and i'm in that 500 to 700 calorie deficit which would get me roughly at least a pound to a pound a half a week of body weight mm-hmm. and, but i'm eating you know uh, a gram a pound per pound of body weight which people are like how do you do that i'm like well you got one you got to do some shakes you got to do some egg whites you got to find you got to eat chicken Uh, you know, beef one meal. It's tough to eat beef for every single meal and get 300 grams of uh, uh, protein and keep the calories low. So for me, what I do is I do one beef, one chicken, one fish, and I kind of rotate through those so I can stay in a caloric deficit. And then you just go in and, you know, some days you feel the thunder, other days you don't. Um, Today, uh, I definitely felt the caloric restriction. And I know if I was fucking crushing food and eating and trying to be, uh, fucking as big as I can. Um, uh, that would have been 500 for a set of 10. And I would have had plenty in the tank to all of a sudden rest five minutes and come back and fucking smash it. But like, as I got done with that and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to hit at least 445, 455 for a clean set of 10. Now the other problem too, is I was by myself. So in my head, I'm like, well, I can dip the, I can ditch this thing, but I got a safety squat bar. So I'm going to have to put it on the straps on the monolift. And so like I'm playing this game head, and then I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking lose it. So um, I think, and I uh, actually talked to Sam uh, Flaherty about this yesterday. So Sam's one of our nutrition coaches. She's a fucking ninja if you guys are looking for somebody to help uh, with your nutrition. And the crazy thing is you can hear these words coming out of my mouth. You can do this yourself. The problem that most people encounter is they need somebody to check in with Mm -hmm. just for accountability. So the nutrition coach you hire is going to give you a game plan. You're going to look at this and be like, I can do this game plan. 100% you are. You just need somebody to check in with. And one, you're going to need to weigh and measure your food. So you need somebody to be like, hey, did you weigh and measure your food? How many calories did you get yesterday? And then you're going to ask, well, how much did you weigh yesterday? And then it's a matter of doing a series of equations to be like, okay, we didn't lose weight, so do we pull food or do we add aerobic work? I need you to take a f- 25, 30-minute walk at night, and we'll see if that jump starts it, just to try to get that in. Okay, great. Uh, that didn't work. Now let's, add a, let's pull a little more calories out. We're not going to pull protein, but we're going to pull either fat or some carbs, and we're going to pull down your total caloric load. And we're going to just fine-tune this thing, and as long as the weight is losing, and I'll just give you another little industry secret. As long as you're eating a high-protein diet and caloric restriction, you will not lose muscle will only lose fat. I'm saying it quietly so that all the other fitness influencers don't hear me. But, it's little known secret if you eat a high protein diet and caloric restriction and are still banging weights which drive protein synthesis, you will not lose muscle. That's how every fucking bodybuilder since Arnold Schwarzenegger and before ever did have uh, gun shape. Now the difference, we're doing these shadow sets which is one set to failure the Dorian Yates kind of Mike Metzner deal. Uh, there was a good analogy I don't know if it was Yates. It could have been Jason Statham said this. Uh, He made an interesting point. He said, the human body is a lot like dynamite. It just needs a one big whack to get a big explosion. So if you look, and uh, Yates had a really good interview when they asked him, you know, Arnold and and these bodybuilders did three, four-hour sessions twice a day. And Yates made a great point. He said, those guys used the weights to get in shape. I'm not using the weights to get in shape. I'm using the weights to put on muscle. And that's where he got his one set to failure. Now, Arnold or uh, Yates did a ton of aerobic work. He was legendary for doing these just, you know, 25, 30-minute walks. And that's how he stayed pretty lean. But he was able to reach a certain amount of mass. If you go watch his blood and guts, you'll see him doing Yates rows with like 585. You'll see him pulling just some insane fucking weights. And the level of intensity for a dude who's eating in caloric restriction is pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, he's an intense dude. He has another switch. That's why he won six Olympias. So I wouldn't expect the average Jack Streeter to have the level of intensity and the ability to suffer through uh, that contest prep that Schwarzeneg- or, um, that Yates had to. And, you know, fucking we're not trying to step on the stage in Olympia. People are just trying to be, look better, be more Jack, get ready for a bachelor party, and potentially maybe get a better job than working at a Birch store. Yeah, I got the Statham quote here. Your body is like a piece of dynamite.
0: You can tap it with a pencil all day, but you'll never make it explode. You
1: hit it once with a hammer. Bang. Bang. Mm -hmm. Speaking of hammer, did you see these dope keychains? Oh, I did. So, Mr. Heptonstall, our our, branding guy, has been uh, creating some cool stuff, man. And I wanted a set of keychains with our quotes, like, be the hammer, eat the weak and all the other stuff, so he made us some dope-ass keychains. So I'm pretty excited about those. I'm gonna throw those on my trucks. You know me, I mean, I just have to get more cars now. I'm gonna have to go buy more pieces of shit pickup trucks now that I got all these dope keychains. Well, good thing we have a buyer's guide for shitty trucks. (laughs) Yeah, we do have a buyer's guide for shitty trucks, which I feel like uh, was not only one of our best episodes, but people were stoked on that. Like, the amount of texts and information and DMs I got from people asking questions about, how do I get into shitty old iron trucks? how do I go buy a piece of crap truck that isn't going to leave me stranded? I was like, well, you got to have some mechanic skills and then you also have to be indoctrinated in what it means to drive piece of shit trucks. Right. Episode 469. If you want to know what the hell we're talking
0: about back to Jack street. Okay. Jack street. Isn't a, a casual program for you just to, to hit within the gym where we really have the results is almost that forced goal Assignment that you gave us, 22 Jack Street. Yeah. You were leaning. Uh, I was bulking. Luke, Luke was bulking. Callie was leaning. It was these assignments to test us all following the same training program but then applying different nutritional approaches. And with, what's amazing
1: is everybody about hit their goals. Oh, yeah. I got second place. I'm still pissed about it. 2015. Well, you weren't going to fucking beat me. I was like 268 pounds at like seven <sighs> percent body size. Cultivating
0: mass for real. I had never. I hit uh, 217.8 pounds. If I hit that point too, John, <clears throat> that would have put me in the uh, the winner circle.
1: Uh, yeah, but you would not have beat me in the body recomp. I well, I had DEXA scans. Yeah, but I also put on muscle. I and and I think what we were doing was you had to hit. You had to hit your number to get there. And then based on that, we were going to look at body comp, like who had the biggest improvement in body comp. Oh, well, certainly not me because 20 pounds
0: of total weight, but then 12 and change for muscle was still
1: good. Yeah, no, I I put on- eight pounds of chunk. Oh, I was big. (laughs) Yeah, you were uh, girthy. I think is what I like to refer to as uh-huh. "girthy." I wide. I mean, I was just a box to begin with. <laughs> we went back. I remember as soon as I saw you walk in, the only thing that went through my mind was all of a sudden I heard "big booty hoes." I don't know why that went through my mind, but you and you, uh, you and Luke look like some big booty hoes. I was going to get you guys in some spandex and get start throwing money at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, big strong- Strongest as I've hose. ever been. But the what I mean is.
0: A goal was designated. It was the bulk, and and strong came along. What we need Jack Streeters to do? while you can. And we're not mad if you casually approach this program. For it to really be beneficial, are you leaning?
1: Or are you bulking? Yeah, I, I've, I, I kind of fucking hate this leaning and bulking thing. Um, I think that you know everybody should be in shape. Like that's like an important thing. Uh, You know like what are you using the training for and we've been saying that for fucking eons But like okay, so you're falling 22 Jack Street, or I'm sorry you're falling Jack Street like we're throwing some really intense training now for the last Geez almost like six eight months a year. We've been really hitting a lot of volume and when I went back and looked at the program uh, and was like, okay, you know, like you try to take a zoom out, like, Hey, like, okay, what's the 10,000 foot. And I started counting sets and reps and volume and looking at this and all the programs, they were kind of volume heavy just cause, um, if you can't get somebody to train with the required intensity, you almost have to give them volume to try to elicit the same effect. The, the same as poor, poor movement patterns.
0: And I mean, poor loosely as in if it's non-optimal because you don't have a coach in your ear, putting you in the best position. So we almost need to backfill with volume because movement is not as optimal.
1: Yeah, because it's not as, you know, there's no perfect movements like the idea of like, I'm going to go out and run a 140s because I can't run six to seven well. So I'm just going to fucking stack volume on top. Um, You know, like the same in dating, right? Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to meet one perfect 10. No, I'm going to go out and meet a thousand twos. Uh, just because I don't have the ability to go out and meet, you know, knock down a perfect 10, you know, no pun intended. I've been out of the dating game so long being married for 10 years, but I still remember what it kind of was like. Uh, but there's also, you know, this idea of, uh, when you're looking at the training program as a whole, and this is concurrent training. So Jack street's a concurrent training team, What that means is it just runs. And people jump in. Now, a lot of people, if they were smart enough, jumped in in the acclimation phase. Some poor motherfucker is going to jump into, you know, and we had 47 people start trials on Jack Street on Monday, which I was like, oh, God, I kind of threw up this morning when I saw the number. I'm like, holy shit. There's 47 brand new people that have never done a power athlete program jumping into Jack Street, third week, shadow. And this is... We dropped that podcast, so... Well, I know, but like the fact that they're late to the party, that's like showing up at like midnight when all of a sudden you walk in and fucking bottles are breaking and people are like swinging from the rafters and you're like, oh, I should have got here 30 minutes ago. How yeah, the fuck? We call that Shatter Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, dude, so yeah, so showing up a little late to the party, but... Better late than never. Get in there, start hammering it, but that acclimation phase was clutch to try to get them ready. Now, because we've been using volume as a a tool for so long, uh, I really wanted to go back and start pushing some intensity, and I think that where people fuck this thing up is intensity is just a mathematical equation. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotional result. It's literally like, how heavy are you going? What's the level of intensity? You know, If I'm hitting a 10 RM, if I got 11, then that's not a 10 RM. If I tell you to shoot for eight to 10 reps, and you can get 15, then you're fucking cheating me. And what I'm trying to do is show people like what the rails, how far they can push it. That's why I threw the drop sets in this week. And eventually they'll go to just one set to failure and maybe a drop set once they start creeping past what they know to be possible. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, life lives lives on the margins. You know, lives out on the guardrails, to quote Adam Nelson. And I think you know people fail at the margins of their experience. So what I'm trying to do is push their experience because I know there aren't too many people out there prescribing training like this. No, I mean you know we're over there fucking doing booty blasters and like you know a bunch of other shit like you know fucking earn your carbs, which I started using in 2009. So uh, not that those fitness influencers aren't having great results with people, but at the end of the day. Um, my goal isn't for you to have your best picture on Instagram. I want to get a thing of like a dude kicking a door off of the hinges, running through a fucking brick wall. I want to hear about power athletes being fucking power athletes, not fucking fashion models. So... I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's what people are going for. They're going for, you know, fit tees and fashion models. I want some bad motherfuckers that can rip the door off of the yeah. edges. You hear that, uh, Spud? You, wanna, you better get in a fight at this party. Well, well, you know what's great? I, I run into people just organically that follow power athlete programs, and they're always bad fucking dudes. They're always like, man, I'm like, fuck, this is, this is a legit guy. We went hunting with, uh, with a guy who, you know, um, moved to the area, follows power athlete, has for years. Dude was like a collegiate wrestler and a bad dude, and... uh. You know, he's that type of guy that we're looking for, educated, intelligent, smart, and just wants to rip the door off the hinges every
0: day. Well, I, I've heard you say this before. I can't remember exactly where if you look at somebody you just know, they lift about 85% above. <laughs> well,
1: that, that was an observation I made in the football uh, when I was playing the foosball, the devil's game, <laughs> Bobby. Um, I could tell uh, just seeing with dudes in the locker room with their shirts off, seeing guys uh, who lifted heavy weights and who didn't because you'd see them in the weight room and you'd go in there and you'd watch dudes just, you know, fucking never load more than 225 or 315 on their back squats. They don't want to hurt their knees. I'm not going to pull a deadlift because it's going to hurt my back. And I would watch guys do this stuff. And I was like, man, like you do not look physically impressive. And the guys that lifted heavier weights, um, you know, that sprinted and did what they were supposed to were more physically impressive individuals. You could see traps. They had triceps. They were, you know, most of the dudes, regardless, just have, you know, genetically kind of thick legs just from the amount of sprinting and running and jumping. But you could just see, like, a difference in the physical stature between the dudes that banged heavyweights and those that didn't. So uh, I definitely think, or I definitely know, that if you follow Jack Street and you follow power athlete systems, because this is a system, if you look at the programs, it's just different kind of. Uh, uses for these programs in different ways. Like Hammer is going to put a little more emphasis on capacity and running, but mm-hmm. we still follow the same strength templates and dudes are turning into savages there. Um, you know, we got some Johnny waters out there just fucking setting it on fire, wadding their asses off, wadding their fucking faces off. i um, doing face melters and there's people that dig that they get in and out. It's quick, hard, heavy, fast, and dirty. Um, you know, we got field strong, which in terms of developing and fostering athleticism, I don't think that there's a better program out there regardless of how you know fancy you want to call your instagram handle and put strength and science and all this other bullshit in there and put a bunch of dudes jumping but at the end of the day man field strong has been the gold standard for that shit long before anybody even thought to do this Mm -hmm.
0: and empowering performance we also have the bedrock laying that foundation for all of the above programs if you're getting introduced to weight training for the first time
1: yeah so um but yeah this uh these shadow sets, man, I'm really excited because this is how I trained mm-hmm. for the majority of my of my life and my NFL career. Uh, you know, it was always working up. I mean, we started using rep maxes because percentages were garbage, but really pushing people to the bounce, one set to failure, pushing that out there, doing drop sets and uh, really just fucking trying to hit this, uh, you know, hit your body with the biggest hammer you can. Um, really that paid a lot of dividends, so.
0: Yeah. And learning, learning about yourself, learning what true intensity in 10 cities is for now, the next cycle and any of the training program you have, you know how to push yourself for growth.
1: Yeah. So our, our bird lover, um, keep banging on Jack street. You're going to have to get some scales. You're going to have to monitor your calories. You're going to have to know how much you're burning and you're going to have to weigh yourself, you know, at least every day, if not every other day. And you're going to have to see where that scales going and then you're gonna to have to you know, ask for the, not the mirror chest, but you're gonna to have to ask your wife or your significant other and tell her to be honest. How am I looking? You know, for me, I can always kind of see the leanness in my legs first. When all of a sudden I start seeing a bunch of separation in my legs uh, and in my hamstrings, I know I'm on the right track. And then all of a sudden I see my abs start coming in and you know you start seeing more and more stuff in your arms where you're like, oh man, look at that. I can see all of a sudden all my tricep come in and all these other stuff. So I think like looking for those little markers. But at the end of the day, if you're training in a caloric restriction, you're not going to be able to go out and fucking have your lifetime PRs. And if you are, maybe you were sandbagging on the backside. So I know if I'm eating a caloric restriction... Today, I had this idea in my head. I'm like, dude, 455 for 10, uh, on my way to 500 for 10. Um, just didn't happen. But I also know that I also didn't have, you know, 10 minutes to harness my chi, howl at the moon, and somehow get my fucking mind right. So, sometimes life gets in the way. And if you out there are interested in checking out
0: The Shadow, seven-day free trial, powerathletehq.com
1: forward slash Street. I don't think we can do any better on that. Thanks for Mr. McWilkin for tuning in and helping me on another episode of Power Athlete Radio, the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Oh well, yeah, we're hitting the radio waves with a hammer.
0: Ooh! Boom! Boom! Jathan Statham. No now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to PowerAthleteHQ.com/backslash/training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!